Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Malavika. This is Akshaya. And we are recording from different locations um, for the first time, trying out this new setup. But Malu made a really informational guide on how to do the whole audio setup with pictures because she knows I'm absolutely hopeless when it comes to technology. (laughs) And somehow we are here recording at the same time. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Yeah, this is actually extremely foreign to both of us. We had to set up our entire mic and audio system by ourselves. And now we're actually on the phone. We're not even on FaceTime. We're on like a real phone call. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Hopefully um, there's no like lag or audio issues or anything. Yeah, let's hope Um, for the best. And then going forward, this seems to be the setup that will work. I know it's crazy. I'm, we're so used to doing the podcast together, but hopefully whenever I come home and stuff, we can do that again. Yeah, for sure. So Malu, it's been what? How long since you moved to New York City? Oh my gosh. I want to say like two weeks. It really hasn't been that long, but it feels like forever, honestly. Literally ages, even though I literally saw you last week. Yeah. Um, how's it been? It's been pretty good. My life has been so so hectic because I started working full-time and with being hybrid and going into the office a couple of days being at home a couple of days getting on a new project which is exciting and just having a ton of work to do while also trying to balance literally everything else in my life I've been super super busy like I don't think I've had free time in so long and add on top of that that I'm actually going apartment hunting right now which is adding like so much stress into my life so you know it's been it's been pretty good not not too bad can't complain here have you had a lot of time to like explore the city and stuff honestly I feel like I did most of my exploring of the city last summer because I lived in such a prime location in East Village however I have been able to go to some new spots and go to go back to some older spots that I explored last summer Um, it's just kind of hard because currently I live pretty far away from a lot of the things that I think I would like to go to, but you know, that's why the subways exist. And I'm actually very much finding myself relying on public transportation, which New York city actually has a fantastic public transportation system. This is true. Except for last week I had to deal with so many subway delays and I was like, of course. Oh my gosh. I'm there. Yeah. Talk about your weekend in New York. Um, it was really fun. I was just visiting a friend and then since you were there as well, um, I obviously saw you, but it was chill. I'm like definitely not a New York girly. Like it is so overstimulating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really busy and like hectic and anxiety inducing. So while it was super fun for a weekend, I'm definitely glad to be back in like my cozy little suburbia. I know. I'm really jealous of you. I find myself missing home so much and my big room and my big bathroom and my car. Yeah. Driving is definitely something that I bet you would miss over there. Anyways, Akka, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just the same old grad school. Um, I did find another, I should say, gray hair. (laughs) Um, So I will not say what the total is now that I found, but, you know, I guess I am getting older. Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah. And then I guess that also brings us to what we want to discuss today, 
which is um, our thoughts on aging and how that relates to femininity. So I guess, what is your take on this? I think everybody, especially women, are scared of aging. You know, everybody talks about your quote-unquote peak being a certain decade of your life or a certain amount of years and you know, especially with skincare being so abundant nowadays and the anti-aging, anti-wrinkle, blah, 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 this and that. I just think it's extremely telling how almost scared our society is of aging. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say like something that I notice now as I'm getting a little older, like towards my later 20s, is that how people like as in society as a whole is kind of trying to get us to hold on to our late teens early 20s um as like you want to look that young you know but that's just like not the reality like obviously as you get older you look different but you know everyone's like that's the peak of your youthfulness I suppose but then when I think back to myself at like 18 19 or even like 21 or 22 I feel like that's a that's a baby age you know Oh, 100%. And it's kind of, I mean, this can, we can speak to a lot of things about this topic because being young, being youthful, having, um, having youth on your side, I guess, and being in your late teens, early 20s also comes with a lot of downsides too, because obviously that those years are referred to as your peak, but unfortunately lots of women deal with over-sexualization at that age, over-romantic, how do I say that word? romanticization romanticization at that age (laughs) and it it really sucks because I can't imagine getting to 30 40 50 as a woman and then feeling like oh my god I'm not beautiful anymore yeah and you know what's interesting is like we have different perspectives on it right because you're still quote like in the peak and I'm not to say like that 26 is old by any means because it's not but you know At this age, people are like, oh, you know, 30s coming up. And so I guess I'm looking towards a different time than you are right now. Because I think I'm like working actively to try to um, dissociate myself from those ideals. Um, I think back to like who I was when I was like 21 or 22. And I don't really relate to that person anymore. And I just feel like so much wiser And I don't even necessarily like that person. So then I think back to that time and I'm just like, why was that my peak when I just feel so much more at home in myself now? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like aging now is just me getting more wisdom. And I think Um, lots of women actually have the same thought as well because you know how everybody's like oh your your 30s are your new 20s and the second you hit 30 your brain chemistry changes and you just feel so much more like yourself and so much more sure of your decisions and I mean your 20s are known to be a very tumultuous decade and so many women are like when I hit 30 my life changed yeah and I mean I'll be done with my PhD when I'm 30 so my life definitely will change (laughs) Um, in terms of like I guess physicality like I think it was really difficult for me to um, let go of like my teenage body because Mm -hmm. it was really different than what it is now as in like different and I think a more 
um socially acceptable way mm-hmm. um yeah so i i just feel like you know i was a lot smaller and i just i wouldn't say like i don't look young now but like i th- i think i look my age now whereas for like a really long period of my life i was consistently being aged as like your younger sister you know yeah i was actually uh, gonna ask you about that because you and our mom are two people who have very youthful looking faces and so how do you think that affects you as somebody who is growing older I'm grateful because (laughs) people still will be like oh my god are you in college and I'm like you know let's just keep this going for as long as I can but um I feel like you know I briefly mentioned the gray hair is I have like between three and five now um and I initially it really bothered me but now I'm just like oh yeah you know oh that just means that I'm getting older like my fears of aging don't come from the physical aspect of me anymore Mm -hmm. you know it's it's for like other things and so I think that getting to that point um was only possible for me when certain life experiences happened that I was able to get through purely because of the wisdom that I had acquired um, by being this age and, you know, getting through life until this point. Like if I was young and who I was in college, like I would have never made it through those experiences the same way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really positive way to look at it. Which isn't to say that I don't definitely like fall under the pressure, you know, because it's like, oh, the whole stereotype is that you should be married and have a child um by the time you're like in your early 30s and I'm 26.5 and like no man in sight you know and I don't really see that changing um anytime soon for me so I think like there is a voice in my head that's always just like oh you know you need to find someone like what if you're 30 and still single even though who cares But then people around me, you know, they'll say like, yeah, it's just harder, like your fertility declines and all of that stuff. And so I think there's a lot of external pressure that you're trying to balance. And it's really important to distinguish the voice that is um, your own Mm -hmm. versus like what everyone else around you is saying to you. That is so true. I did. I wanted to hit on something that you brought up, which is um, the concept of aging and physicality right so there's I have the same similar experience to you as like I feel like every year that I get older and once again I'm only 21 so I'm, I'm still very young but every year that I get older I get wiser and I like myself a lot more I like my brain and I like the wisdom that I've acquired and the knowledge that I've acquired, the life experiences that I've been able to have as I grow older. So in that way, aging, I feel like has really served me because I I love myself now so much more than who I used to be when I was 17, 18, 19. Right. But you brought up something about how, you know, aging means that your body is changing and you don't have the you feel like you don't necessarily have a quote unquote socially acceptable or not as socially acceptable body as you did back then. And I can very much relate to that because once again, me too, I wasn't currently where I am now. I wasn't 
I'm not as small as what I used to be when I was in high school, obviously, for so many reasons. Obviously, I'm growing older. You know, I'm a woman now, so my body is completely different. But that was something actually very, very difficult for me to come to terms with, right? Like, my body and your body as a woman is something that's always being perceived and always being commented on and always being praised to some extent judged and judged judged in some capacity Mm -hmm. no and that was the craziest thing is like I had to really sit myself down and be like why do you want to look like an 18 year old yeah or like a 17 year old you know like you're 25 you're 26 like I will likely never be that weight again just because obviously I was a child and I could weigh that much and now I'm like an adult and I just need more, you know? Um, and that was like really hard to reconcile, especially because um, all of the things that are like deemed most attractive is of that age group of mm-hmm. like your teens and stuff. Which that um, in so and of itself is something that... Super problematic, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, so it's like, I just couldn't even begin to accept the fact that like, yeah sometimes you just your body changes when you get older but also like historically this is the age that a lot of people you know give birth so I guess in some subliminal way if my body is preparing me for that like it's doing its thing I mean I'm not there yet but go you body (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and also the the pressures of reaching certain milestones while you're aging is another thing especially in Indian society like you said we are pretty much expected to be married and have children by 30 and obviously that status quo was kind of being pushed now a little bit which is pretty cool it's opening the doors for a lot of different things for women in our society and our community but it is it is hard because you look at yourself and you're like okay am I supposed to be doing this am I doing something wrong that I haven't reached this certain milestone I actually feel that so hard Um, especially when you look at like our mom she was done having children by the age of 31 she was married at 24 she had me when she was 26 and then she had you when she was 31 and it's like I'm 26 and I have no babies you know Mm -hmm. and um, it's not even just like our parents who I think have like thankfully not raised too many questions on this matter but other people in our family, especially like family from India, have been saying things like, oh, have you considered, you know, who's going to marry your daughter? Have you started looking like you need to think about these things because she's not getting any younger? You know, you need to make sure all of this is taken care of by the time that she's 30 because then she can have a kid. And it's just like, why is 30 the benchmark as if I'm going to like drop dead? suddenly if I am single at 30 or something and also yeah and it's it's just like all of this pressure around what is essentially an arbitrary age um you know it's like you go to sleep and you're 29 and you're 30 and life doesn't really change um but everyone makes you feel like it does and I think that sometimes that really gets to me because it's like oh if I want to be married by the time I'm 30, then I have to find a man like yesterday or, you know, 
I love how you said arbitrary age because it's really kind of powerful how when you stop putting so much um, emphasis and judgment and emotional attachment to that age, your life can just get infinitely better. Like if people were thinking... who cares? Right. Like if people were thinking 30 is just another age, it's the same as 26, 27, 28, 29. I'm going to be the same person or relative you know i'm still gonna be like akshaya ganesh i'm still gonna be malavika ganesh at 30 i'm obviously gonna have different life experiences and things like that but i'm still gonna be me at 30 also you're still gonna look like you because that's the whole other thing it's like oh you're gonna just suddenly look like a crypt keeper or something <laughs> and it's like really what is the difference you know like somebody could be my age and look as young as you or somebody could be your age and look as like my age and they could be any age in their 20s. And you would be like, yeah, that probably makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. really, what is the difference? Something else I wanted to bring up, too, because I know earlier in the episode, I mentioned that you have a baby face and how that's affected you growing up and your aging and everything like that. And it seems like it's been a huge positive for you. Whereas oh, yeah. I've actually had that an opposite experience. The opposite. Yeah, yeah. because... What was every- that like? I mean, everybody thinks that I'm the older sibling because I guess I just look older. I have an older looking but face, also, I guess. Par- partially, I think that's just because you're taller. And so everyone just assumes that taller means older. Which I like, mean, come assumed- on, guys. Like, that means nothing. And it's not like you're that much taller than me. It's like two I'm and a half couple inches. inches. Yeah, I'm really not that much taller than you. But yeah, a lot of people actually think that I'm the older sibling um our hairdresser actually said are you 28 to me which is older (laughs) than both of us so I just wanted to um jump out of a moving car at that point (laughs) I will say I don't think you have an old face I just think you look like mature in general um and so people just assume that that means you're older because yeah like I do kind of have a baby face although I don't know about anymore but when I was younger like it was baby face all day every day yeah, that I think to me it really kind of ne- negatively affected the way that I viewed aging because when I was younger, everybody always thought I was an older sibling. And as a younger sibling, I think this is kind of a universal younger sibling experience. You always want to be older than you actually are, especially because I'm a September baby. So I'm actually like pretty much the youngest in all of my friend groups by almost a full year because whatever. I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, I'm young in, in my friend group. So you know, I turned 18 last, I turned 21 last. So my entire life, I've always been the youngest of everything. So to a certain extent, when people were like, oh, are you the older sibling? I'd be like, oh my God, they like think I'm older than I actually am. And it was, it was something that I took pride in. But as I got older, I was like, wait, people think I look old. Like this is not a good thing. (laughs) So it did kind of affect the way that I felt around people and crowds. And I honestly... I was kind of avoiding the question in general um, when people were like, oh, do you have a sibling? Are you the older one or the younger one? Because I just knew it was coming next. Oh, you have an older sibling. That's your older sibling. You look so much older than her. And it was just, it just sucked, you know? Okay, I didn't actually tell you the story, but Um, I was at Trader Joe's yesterday and the guy asked me, oh, what's your tattoo for? And I said, oh, me and my sister have matching tattoos. It's for her. Um, And he was like, oh, it seemed like a tattoo that, you know, two people would have together. Is she older or younger? 
And I said, oh, she's no. First, he said, how old is she? And I said, she's 26. And he said, oh, is she older or younger? And was kind of looking at me to like tell (laughs) if I was 26 or older or younger. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, he definitely thinks I'm the older sibling. (laughs) What did you tell him? I said, she's older than me. He he's probably like, oh, so you're 25. (laughs) (laughs) He probably thought I was like literally ancient looking then or something. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, it's it definitely like really warped the way that I thought about myself. And it definitely affected my um, self image. Yeah, I bet. Um, I bet in like opposite ways, too, because I would look at myself and be like, there's no way that I can feel um beautiful because people were always like oh my god you're so cute like oh you know cute and you're just like am I supposed to look like a woodland creature like (laughs) forever you know I felt like that rabbit in Bambi where everyone's just like (laughs) and then the you know the rabbit blushes or whatever and I'm just like ah like I want to be a like a Disney princess not that rabbit (laughs) oh my gosh well we can switch places then so I guess we should talk a little bit about what happens when you turn 30 as a woman, right? So as women, we have biological clocks kind of working against us, which is a little sad, but we have our quote unquote childbearing years or the prime childbearing years, which I guess are essentially in your 20s. Um, Yeah, but from what I have been like reading, because I've been looking into this, you know, um, as 30s approaching, I've been looking into (laughs) options. but like nothing happens to you if you have a kid after 30 like they just have these scary terms for it and obviously it is like easiest to have a child when you're younger because like biologically humans were never (laughs) meant to live as long as we do now um but like you can be 36 and have like a baby and you're fine and the baby's fine and you can do it again two years later if you want and it'll still be fine you know, it's so like case to case. Um, and I just feel like that pressure to do it at this like pivotal time in your life. Because if you think about it, like if you start working right after you graduate college, like 30 is probably when you're making those like really big um, career jumps. Right. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I will be done with my PhD at 30. Like you think I'm going to have a kid right when I will finally start working? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's true. I I do think that a lot of it, a lot of those metrics and things come from a place of fear mongering because they I mean society just wants women to be mothers. Society wants yes. women to assume the role of motherhood because that's that's what we've always been. Um and so, you well, know, that's if you're- a neat little box, right? Because there's so much like there's so many rules around being a mother. Um, and and it's like a nice little box that you can put a woman in when she turns a certain age. And then once you're in that box, it's really difficult to have an alternate identity outside of that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just a way for people to, like you said, put women in a certain position. And nowadays women are having kids at like 40, you know, it can happen. I'm not saying it's the safest thing or the best option, but it is a option. And I think we should stop having to feel those pressures of, oh my God, I'm aging. I'm getting older. I can't have kids if that's something that you want. It's, it's really just so much pressure for no, for no reason. Right. Because 
our mom had her first kid when she was what 26 almost 27 yeah and technically like that would be considered especially in indian communities the perfect age to have a kid to have a kid yeah. like you're in your prime 20s you're you know you're still a young mom and things like that and that's just it's i mean society's completely changing now no and it's the thing it's like to say that like you are a young mom but you're also maybe an immature mom mm. and you're also maybe a mom who hasn't had a lot of life experiences for herself that she cannot then use to parent her kids you know like how many more life experiences will I have had if I have my child at like 34 you know and how much more will I have to draw on versus like I still feel like a kid now half the time like I don't know what I'm doing I haven't experienced enough I think women don't even get to consider that option right you don't get to consider oh have I gone through enough life experiences do I feel ready for a kid because you're just boom you hit 25 26 27 you should be thinking about having kids yeah for sure um another thing about aging I would say that's interesting is like how attention from men um changes as you get older because Mm -hmm. regardless of if you're um you know, if you're attracted to men or not, I think that as women or like femme presenting people, you just automatically garner the attention of men, wanted or unwanted. Um, And I would say there's definitely a difference. Like, I think that I got more negative attention um, when I was younger. And now it's like more so... I would say if the interactions occur, they're more positive in nature. What about you? I I do agree with that. I think it's, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but it is very problematic the way that women, especially young women, are perceived by men and how that is the ideal because it really shouldn't be. It's completely inappropriate. But I think, like you said, as you get older, the way the the male gaze completely changes. Right. And I think it's I mean, it's just something that we have to deal with at all times. But do you feel like you're more, I guess. I mean, we're never really comfortable with the male gaze. Right. But do you feel like you're you feel a lot more comfortable now than you did before? Um, I think I like give less of a damn now. Like, I think previously at times I was like living my life or dressing or just carrying myself according to what I thought would be the most attractive to men, um, whether this was subconsciously or consciously. And now I just like don't care. In fact, I'm like, it's better if you don't talk to me. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that attitude of I'm going to do what I want, regardless of what you think, is... Um, a turnoff actually to men because they as in like this is I'm not saying all men I mean like the male gaze in the derogatory way you know uh, I just want to make that clear yeah. but it, it's kind of like that um, collective force let's say wants you to feel pressured by what they want right mm-hmm. 
But if you just stop caring, then they're not really interested in that. So yeah, there's my two cents, which in that vein, um, I would love to be 40 and have nobody care what I do anymore. So there's a positive for you. I think that's super, super true. When, when you're younger, one, everybody's looking at you in a certain way and the male gaze matters way more to you. It matters, you know, what are the men around me thinking of me? How do I cater myself to, um, you know, be something that the, you know, compliment the male gaze. But as you get older, you just start realizing that you don't care as much about that. And it's really not that important. And I think that is another way that aging is just so freeing because I just don't think about that stuff anymore. I'm like, whatever. I really, really don't care. Um, but it is sad because I do think about the the girl, the younger me who held the male gaze to such a high standard. And I was like, oh my, or such high importance, I guess. And I was like, wow, how do those around me perceive me? And that just kind of changed my entire personality and who I am and that's honestly part of why aging has made me feel a lot more comfortable in myself so here's a a question for you do you think that you've come to see these some of these conclusions um early because you're surrounded by people who are like older than you a lot of the time not just me but like you know my friends and like our cousins and stuff are older than you um because like I could not say what you're saying at 21 years old but you are you know so do you think that that's kind of helped a hundred percent hundred percent I do think that because I'm around you because I'm around so many people who are older than me I've really been able to gain so many different perspectives in my life to think about all these things and just have I think just like my critical thinking is way better because I'm around a lot of people who are a lot more mature than, you know, maybe a typical 21 year old would be. But that being said, Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by amazing women, right? And those women include women who are my age. I just think being around a really good group of people has allowed me to have this kind of foresight. I feel a lot of pressure these days. Um, you know, the, the the thought seems to be like, oh, you know, like your mom's generation basically got married and had kids like in their mid-20s, but we're modern. We'll let you wait till you're 30 now, you know, um, as if like some great concession is being made. Um, and I think that this is really interesting, um, like for Indian women or like I'll say Desi women in general. Uh, when you're a child, you are expected to be incredibly mature. Like girls are held to an astronomically different standard than the boys in the same family are held to. Uh, maturity wise, like how you carry yourself, the duty that you perform, the role you have in your family. And so you're almost treated like an adult. Um, like I never felt like a kid during my childhood. I just felt like a small adult. And then I got to adulthood And then suddenly everyone was like telling me what to do and being like, you have to do this. You have to come home at this time. You have to, you know, and I was just like, where is this attitude suddenly coming from? Because I never felt this when I was a child. And now that I'm an adult with like, you know, some level of like physical, financial independence, 
like suddenly now I feel like I'm being policed almost. Um, I don't know if you've experienced the same thing, but that's kind of my experience. And, you know, people from outside are giving their two cents now, like people who haven't seen me grow up are like, oh, you should do this. Like, it's time now. You need to, you know, do you want us to look for boys for you? And it's just like, you have not been in my life. <laughs> so you don't get an opinion on how I live it. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. I think I think we're just forced to grow up extremely fast. And it's pretty sad because in a lot of ways we do feel like... I don't know. I, I can't of a childhood. Yeah. Yeah. In, in very um, blunt terms that that is how it feels because we're supposed to be treat. We are treated like adults when we're kids. And like you said, expect to just take all these burdens, pretend like it's okay and just deal with all of them when we're way too young to be having to deal with it in our community. And then we become adults and it's like, Oh wait, but, but no, you should, actually you need to live at home until you're married and then actually you have to do this and that and this and that and then you're like whoa 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 wait where where was this when I was younger and I actually needed it yeah for sure that's the um that's the thing that's like I guess currently grating on me about being the age um that we are Mm -hmm. how do you think your uh journey with like I guess specifically femininity has changed as you've gotten older like do you feel more in touch with it um and has your definition of what femininity means changed as you're aged I do think it has actually I feel like I've been on this kind of feminine journey if you will recently especially because I'm in my early 20s and I'm kind of trying to redefine my identity and who I am and just figure out you know what I like and there were so many days this past summer where I was like you know what I just feel like I want to be more feminine and I don't think I'm necessarily the most feminine person I don't think I'm the least feminine you know I'm feminine in my own ways but for a long time I just felt like I wasn't feminine enough Um, that could be for a lot of reasons I don't really know exactly why I felt like that but I felt like I wasn't actually super in touch with my feminine energy and I've just been kind of trying Ooh, to buzzwords. I know, um, but I've been trying to kind of figure out what feminine means to me, and I think I'm slowly coming to learn that it can mean whatever I want it to mean, as long it's as it's me, right? So I was always under the impression, oh, you need to dress a certain way to look feminine. If I dress a certain way, I'm not going to look feminine enough. You know, I need to change my hair because I want my hair to look more feminine. I want to have a certain haircut. Um, But as I go through life, and especially as I'm on this quote-unquote feminine journey, I'm just realizing that, I mean, this could also come with aging too and tie into aging, but I'm just realizing that it can mean whatever I want it to mean. So I'm just kind of playing around with the idea now as I get older. How about you? Um, I think that when I was young, I really tried to fight hard against that label like I wanted to be very tomboy and I was for a long time but then I was like huh all of these you know traditionally like pretty girly things are also super fun um 
And so I kind of started enjoying them more. And I don't know, I don't think I have a specific way or like definition for it. But to me, it's like, it just feels whatever feels the most like myself. Um, and I can tell because it seems like I just feel like this inner sense of congruence. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, like this is the good spot where I feel like I'm aligned with my identity as a woman. I just feel I just want to feel like I'm actually aligned with myself. And whatever that looks like could be me being in touch with my feminine energy. But I do think it's hard, you know, because when you're younger, there's a very like cut and dry specific way. Mm hmm. Like you, you know, I'm just going to throw out some examples. Like if you didn't wear a dress and you prefer jeans over dresses or skirts and, you know, you wanted to wear sneakers instead of wearing sandals. So there's, there's all those like random rules that were there when we were growing up that I was like, I don't know. I just never feel feminine enough. And now I'm just kind of learning how to embrace who I am and what femininity looks like on me. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this week's episode um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for kind of waiting and being patient with us as we, you know, figured out our little issues with the recording from different places and getting our schedules and everything together. Um, we super, super appreciate you, um, all of our listeners, especially the ones abroad that we don't know. Hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for dealing with all these changes with us. We're super excited that we still get to do this and we still have people listening. So if you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We love doing this and we're so happy that we continue that we can continue doing this in the future. So speaking of the future, we will see you guys at our next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>